Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight to dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. All right, welcome back, everyone, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance. With me, as always, co-hosts, Philip, Brian. How's it going, guys? Freezing. Freezing? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's 85 degrees here today, dude. Well, maybe there, but... <laughs> oh, it, it warmed up today. It's four degrees. You got it. All right, so what this is telling me, Brian, is... Looking you... positive. Yeah, but... <laughs> Brian, you got to come visit, man. When are you going to come visit? Hopefully, as soon as possible. There, there, there There's some new, uh, new, new additions to Texas Frightmare. Oh uh, yeah. Who, who, who do we have, man? Who's, who's, uh, put, who's put their hat in the ring, so to speak? Uh, Nev Campbell. Because you know. Okay. She's not getting paid to be in screen movies as of now, right. so she's got some time and. Uh, got a little time to kill. Jason Patrick, from The Lost Boys. Okay, he's done a lot of stuff, right? Like a lot of sci-fi, B, B sci-fi movies and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the my favorite movie of him outside of Lost <laughs> Boys. You you ever see that movie Sleepers? Absolutely. That's yeah. kind of de- that's a depressing one, isn't it? Yeah, that's but it's a, it's a good story and great cast. Might be somebody. Might be somebody worth meeting after I. Well, if I don't get kicked out after I meet the, with. Uh... After you <laughs> attack Eli. Yeah, I, I almost said Elon. Uh oh. <laughs> Been watching too many SpaceX launches out here. I guess you know. Pull up in his cyber truck and get you. <laughs> that apparently the the new uh, one the new ones are not only bulletproof but they're also arrowproof just in just in case for some reason. <laughs> oh, that's great! In case they go by, in case uh, in case they swing by Ted Nugent's place, huh? Yeah, it was a, it was an experiment they did on Joe Rogan. He shot an arrow into the Cybertruck. It was kind of awesome. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> no shit. It, was it really like, happened. Yeah, I was just like, why not? Why not be? Yeah, why not, dude? <laughs> oh, but yeah, he said the windows the windows aren't bulletproof unless you buy it that way, and you can't roll them down. Oh, if well, they're bulletproof, you can't roll them. I kind of feel like if you need bulletproof windows, you wouldn't <laughs> want to roll them down. Also, probably true. Good point. <laughs> it's a good point. So, guys, what uh, what episode number is this? By the way, this is magical number four hundred. Holy shit! Yes, that's lots of episodes. <laughs> that's more than one a day for a year, right? I think. I don't know. My math's not always that good. Which, uh, 
because you never did that spreadsheet, Lance, it makes it very hard for me to remember oh, what, I know. what it's, movies it's we've getting done. Harder. Getting it's harder and harder, isn't it? 800 movies, guys. Some some of At those least. episodes we did three movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, shoot, I need to get the spreadsheet done. Let's see, I need to get the spreadsheet done. I need to get all of Steve Carlton's animated characters onto T-shirts, and I think we're we're done with T Public guys. I I think I'm gonna try to go with somebody. Some people are using Red Bubble. You guys heard anybody say anything good about that? I think the Super Network goes through them. I'm gonna look into it because uh, T Public is not very user friendly when it comes to importing the artwork, and a lot of them like I'll import it over, right? Mm-hmm. And it will, and I guess it's maybe because it's it's vaguely reminiscent of another character in horror, but it'll say like um, copyright protected. Oh, and I'm like, fuck this shit. There's got to be somebody that'll let us make the TV. Yeah, there there, there was. You never heard of parody? Come on. There was recently. Um, she she was one of our uh, podcast spotlights. Uh, I can't think of her name. I apologize if you're listening. Uh, her her podcast and YouTube channel is called My Killer Podcast. She yeah, did a T-shirt that was reminiscent of you guys remember the hellfire club t-shirts and stranger things the, absolutely the she yeah, did Dungeons, one Dungeons she, the dragons club yeah she used the font to make for her for the her pocket yeah and i guess she was only able to sell like a couple t-shirts before they took it down for copyright infringements because it looked yeah, too much me. like uh I've been using the Iron Maiden font for every project since I was in sixth grade. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think you can use this anymore, Philip, or they'll they'll get you. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of which, Brian, I need to do some more uh, re-uploads too. There, I got my work cut out for me. Uh, I, 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 need, I, I need. I need. I need to get this shit done. Thanks for reminding Episode me. Episode four hundred. I guess we're going to stick around for a while. Yeah, thanks for reminding me because I, I, I uploaded some and I just got to send you the. I don't think Lance could hear us anymore. Uh oh. He died. Well, it was nice knowing you, Lance. Yeah. He must have got struck by lightning. But I guess I will take over hosting. And since we're continuing on with the show, we will get into Cool of the Week. So. Phil, you said, said you remembered what you watched. We were talking. Yeah, so I've got one. Uh, I didn't have much for Cool of the Week this week because I've been caught up with work and kids stuff and um, watching movies for some other stuff. But uh, And I can't really use that. But uh, uh, I, did, I did watch a, a little docu-series on uh, Netflix called American Nightmare. And it's this girl who gets kidnapped they give out like this measly little ransom or like request this measly little ransom and uh, the police don't believe them and so they think it's a gone girl situation so because it happened about a year after the movie was released it sort of sounds like what it is and then later on down the road Spoiler alert! <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna there be in and out tonight, guys. Racist. Sorry, that's okay. We're, we're, <laughs> right. We are we already moved on to cool. I didn't. 
Cool. I didn't. I didn't see the Fahey movie anyway. <laughs> so too much work. AJ's working eighty hours a week, and I'm working fucking fifty, sixty a week. So just had to join her. Uh, cool of the week. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, but it was it was a pretty good little docu series that I was watching. It's called American Nightmare. American Nightmare. Yeah. Okay. So they they accuse this girl of, of being in this gone girl situation, and. Uh, all right, good. Sorry, my computer is making noise, and uh, and so the cops don't believe her about getting like kidnapped and raped and all this stuff, because um, it was kind of a far fetched story. Right. But uh, eventually, they find this like serial rapist guy, and uh, turns out she was, and they were wrong. <laughs> hey. But it was, it was a pretty cool one to watch. That's that's kind of all I got. That's all I really watched this week. American Nightmare, huh? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It, now that's not based off that story of the movie that was it John Cusack was that was in it, um, where they had the they were in Alaska or something like that, and they had the serial oh, killer. The, yeah, that's based off a true story, but not the same as this one. No, that's, no, this was just okay. some serial rapist in California. That Jesus guy, Christ. that guy, that me. was. That was up here. He was taking prostitutes and kidnapping them, and then he had like one of those like small planes, and he would fly out to the wilderness and basically like let them let them loose, and then go hunt them. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, but I think as the as the victims started piling up, I think he started getting sloppy. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what happened with this guy. That's why he got caught. It was a totally different city in California. Mm -hmm. And he had broken into the house. And uh, the dad had gotten a fight with him. Oh, shit. He was trying to kidnap (laughs) the 22-year-old daughter. (laughs) What an idiot. And uh, the cops eventually tracked him down, found the house. Uh He's got, like, goggles with duct tape all over him and (laughs) all this stuff. Bird Box Barcelona, huh? Yeah, he had, like, a ton of evidence and... E. Frozen the ground. Bad guys. Frozen ground. That's the <laughs> Frozen ground. Show. There you go. Yeah, you that go. was a good movie. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got this week. Check it out. So Netflix. Yeah. Cool. Did, did you? Do you say yours yet, Brian? No, I, I'll move on to mine. I'll segue because uh, two things I watched this week are also on Netflix. The first one is the new. Uh, Kevin Hart action comedy thriller <laughs> lift. I almost watched that. I almost did too. I thought it was old for some reason though. Did you? I. It's not a bad movie, but I can't say that I liked it because it, it's not goofy, funny Kevin Hart. He's trying to be more. Action star? Not even action star. He's trying to be more like Danny Ocean from Ocean's Eleven. Kind of smooth and... What? That's not... Essentially, essentially that's what the movie is, is an Ocean's Eleven. You got this ensemble of people, characters that they all have, you know, a specific thing they're good at for the job, and then they, they, they rob very expensive things, and they... Okay. They they cut a deal with the FBI to help them to get their records clean. They have to rob something that's on a plane. That's why it's called Lyft. 
and it, it's nothing you haven't seen before. I'd I'd rather you know go watch the the oceans movies before I rewatch this. And I think the biggest part was it was just Kevin Hart playing it kind of more straight than than he usually does. Mm-hmm. I think people got like Kevin Hart and The Rock out. Yeah. Yeah. A little too overexposure, huh? Yeah. Like I mean, I I, I really like Kevin Hart as a person. I think he's probably one of the most like hardworking men in Hollywood, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. like, man, not, he's a, in everything. not according to Cat Williams. <laughs> Cat Williams is one that likes to talk shit. He's he's got a little oh, little man. little bit of little bit of green with envy behind yeah. the ears. <laughs> oh, that was a hilarious interview, crazy. though. I didn't hey, see it. It, it. It's it's a crazy interview, Brian. That they they had a, a spot on skit on Saturday Night Live. Like it yeah. looked exactly like it, and and that's what got me to go and watch the interview. And that dude is fucking off his rocker, man. Now, <laughs> I, I yeah, yeah, I looked into a lot of I looked into a lot. They said a lot of people said there's a lot he was saying that was true. Okay. But then there was a lot that he was just kind of talking shit. Embellishing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess a lot of people said the Steve Harvey stuff is real. That he he steals jokes from other comedians and Steve Harvey. Yeah. Wow, he dropped everybody in the grease. But he doesn't even really do any stand up. He just well, anymore, he, he, he kind of sticks to his his gig now, doesn't he? he? Yeah, right. he kind of spoke on that. He he said he doesn't do stand up because he can't do stand up no more. Uh oh. Wow. That. Steve that's a Harvey's lot of funny motherfucker. That's a lot of shade, man. <laughs> in that one 5-hour interview or whatever it was. Yeah, I and I nothing against Cat Williams. I enjoy his stand up, but Steve right. Harvey was funnier than Cat Williams. Oh yeah, Cat Williams was just <laughs> kept repeat kept repeating, "Yeah, you you're, you're going to be from the Slapaho tribe." And that kind of joke <laughs> over and over and over. He was real repetitive as I remember. Yeah. Like cool. always dressing like a pimp. Always trying to be that character. Like every movie he showed up in, he was like the same cookie cutter right. character. Yeah, like he 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 was good, but uh, he had yeah. that no range. That's yeah, no it. range. Yeah, no range. Yeah, he's no Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's once in a lifetime talent right there, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Because when you talk Eddie Murphy, you put him with the. The yeah, Bill, he goes the on Bill Cosby's, the the Richard yeah. Pryors, the you know, the Sam Kinnisons. Yeah, I'd put him up there peace. too. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, right? Remember Robin get, Williams. Remember getting in trouble? I was supposed to be in bed. I was watching HBO late at night, watching Sam Kinison stand-up special. Ooh, wow. <laughs> you 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 learned early. <laughs> I was trying to figure out. Because I overheard it, because I just heard some guy going, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Say it! Say it! Then Bobcat kind of stole his stick. stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which that's, that's what I... That's, that's that's what I think happens, because I notice... I know a lot of comedians now, they don't watch other comedians, because they just don't want okay. to accidentally steal anything or get the idea planted in their head. I yeah, think, I think that's what happened a lot of times, especially back in the not not to see there there wasn't comedians that were just because I know you guys probably know the Carlos Mencia story. Yep, that's that, where I was going with that. <laughs> that guy was stealing people's entire acts. Ooh, well, I wouldn't think that'd be very sustainable in this TikTok age we're in now. 
No, it's not. That's why he's easy to track now. <laughs> Carlos wouldn't see it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, All right, so I was. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, Lyft I can't recommend, but one I can recommend uh, is uh, what was it called? Uh, Coming home in the dark. Never even heard of it. So it is let me write it down. Australian revenge thriller, and I can't and it's really. On Netflix. Yeah, um, I think it came out uh, a couple years ago. I heard about okay. it just. Never got around to watching it and was just kind of flipping through Netflix and saw it was on there. and was just like, okay, I'll give it a try. And uh, I'll give you the, the basis of the beginning is basically there's a family. They're going for a, a hike in the mountains mm-hmm. and they stop for a picnic. And these two uh, drifters come walking up mm-hmm. and they just start, uh, basically they take them hostage. Somebody don't like you, Lance. <laughs> you do right. bad guys but yeah uh, take the family hostage and then the movie goes on from there and then you find out there's like a backstory to some, one of the characters and it, it gets pretty interesting and I, I thought it was uh, I thought the acting was pretty good uh, nobody unrecognized I thought the main kidnapper was I thought he was really good in in his role but yeah, gets real dark many times throughout the movie. Okay, and, and what was that one called? Uh, Coming home in the dark. Coming home in the dark. Right. Yeah, it's, it, it's not overly violent, but there's there's a lot of dark subject matter in there. I got you. Oh, I think Lance left us again. Oh shucks. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll get to his goal of the week when he comes back. You got any news for us? Well, news, news. Is there news? Let me see. I uh, don't know who asked for it. I don't know if we need it. But dinosaurs do sell. They're already rebooting Jurassic Park. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. From what I understand, it's not going to be a sequel. It's gonna—they're just kind of going to tell a whole Starting. new story. Okay, right, Connor, it again. Yeah. Yeah, it got a little weird when they were like mixing dinosaurs together and stuff. I mean, I guess it sort of makes sense, but. All right. I, yeah, I like that first one that they came out with, and the rest of them got like more and more ridiculous. All right, Lance. <laughs> we we jumped in the news, but we were waiting for your okay. cool of the week. My cool of the week, uh, Brian, I hope you posted in our group. It's the uh, Night Swim Pitch Meeting video that you sent me. Oh, that was Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Phil. Thanks for, the, <laughs> thanks for that, dude. Those are hilarious, dude. Are there more? They are. are like, what do those guys do? Oh, yeah. It's this, it's one guy. He, just, he okay. used to work for Screen Rant, and now he has his own channel, and he just does pitch meetings of big movies and uh, makes fun of them and points out plot holes and stuff. It's great. Uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. Send yeah. more. <laughs> so that's my cool of the week, Brian. Okay. Alright. Uh, well, we just, when you were gone, we were talking about they're going to make a, another Jurassic Park movie. And of course they are. Seems like they're going to just tell a whole new story. Are they going to bring King Kong and Godzilla into this one? If they're smart. 
Mm. <laughs> and, and the what what was it the Transformers Rise of the Beasts Brian that movie you loved so much yeah and <laughs> don't forget uh, spoilers for huh? anybody who didn't see it but they they teased GI Joe at the end a real bring, American hero bring them in there bring Fast oh, and Furious yeah. too Barbie's gonna Why pop not? up in the background. And then make it, yeah, they make it all a big universe. Oh, did y'all hear about the plot for the Barbie sequel? Oh, no. well, I, you know what? Just real quick. Okay. Since you're a big, you're a big Oscar Academy guy. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was fair that, that that movie got snubbed? Barbie? Yeah. It didn't get totally snubbed, did it? I mean, it's nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, Barbie is nominated for Best Picture. Just take that in. <laughs> well, I, I'm hearing a lot of people are mad Margot Robbie didn't get nominated. Yeah. Did we lose this like, again? I think so. All right. I I can under I can understand where they're coming from, but it's kind of crazy that it even got nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Like I know it was a big blockbuster thing, but it's also the Barbie movie. I think people commercial. <laughs> I think people are just gonna have to realize like like when Endgame came out and people wanted like Robert Downey Jr. to be nominated, he's not gonna be nominated yeah. for Endgame or right. or a horror movie <laughs> like um Hereditary. Like we all thought Tony Collette was gonna get nominated. That's different. I think that, that was that was a legitimate amazing performance. Yeah. But I think but yeah, I think just the genre, like a genre. comic movie or a toy movie or something. It's hard for a blockbuster movie to go and like win Best Picture or yeah. get and nominated for a bunch of stuff. It's a, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of old people running the Academy. That's true. Maybe I guess, it is. I think I, I I think I read a story. I think Christopher Nolan was talking shit about the Barbie movie, and then he watched it and was like, oh. It's not bad. I I sort of did the same thing. I was talking shit about it when it first came out too, and uh, then I watched it and I was like, you know what? That wasn't a bad movie. I kind of yeah. liked it. <laughs> I mean, would I nominate it for best picture? Probably not. But <laughs> well, see, I would because usually when I hear the best picture nominees, ninety five percent of them I probably didn't see or haven't heard of. Yeah. Usually little bullshit indie movies. That's that's why I asked Lance because you know Lance tries to watch all of them before the Oscars come out. Yeah, I mean, Oppenheimer is objectively a better movie. Oh yeah, just off the bat. All right. I don't, I don't even know who won. <laughs> all right. Or is it just nominations that are out? Yeah, nominations have just came out. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, is, that, is there any news? Deadpool 3 rap filming today. So, I'm hearing we'll, we'll, we'll get the trailer Super Bowl Sunday. That makes sense. And that is the one Marvel movie coming out that I'm excited about. It's the only Marvel movie coming out this year. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's probably better. That's even on the new Star Wars stuff, when they were doing them once a year, it was kind of exciting. It was 
when you had to watch a thing every other week to keep up with it, that it was like, all right, this is this is too much. Well, I guess we can talk about that. Are you excited for the announcement of Ray getting her own movie? Not at all. How about the Mandalorian and Grogu movie that they announced? I don't know that they need a movie. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. I mean, we'll all watch the movies, but... Yeah. Just after the, the past couple of actual Star Wars movies, I'm just not... I mean, I'm excited that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing these movies. Yeah. But, like, I thought they sort of struck gold with that Mandalorian thing on the first season where it was, like, a new Western episode every week and he would, like, come in and save a town yeah. and then move on to the next one the next week. And it yeah. was really episodic and great. Yeah. And then they started messing with it and now it's not as good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got to the third season, but I've heard... I I've seen it pop up on a lot of people's ten worst TV shows of 2023 and that doesn't make me want to hurry up and catch up to watch it. Yeah. It's like they 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 just hit magic with some of these things and then they suck all the life out of it. I don't Let's get it. See. Uh, have you played the video game Until Dawn? I have not. Well, that is getting a film adaptation from the, the guy that did uh, Lights Out. Is it like a vampire thing? Uh, let's see. The game revolved around a group of friends that vacation at a remote mountain retreat where they find themselves attempting to survive the night from various threats. So this is hmm. a horror, horror video game, it sounds like. Okay. Uh, David F. Sandberg, who did the Shazam movies and Lights Out and Gary Doberman who wrote the It movies is writing it. Well, I it doesn't sound like a terrible combination of people. Yeah. Would you like to see a rebooted Anna, Anaconda movie? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> I don't know. The first one was great because of it was it was cheesy and campy. But then you had the cast of John Voight, Ice Cube, Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson. Yeah, it was stacked. <laughs> you just like if you go back and rewatch that movie, you're just like, "What are you people doing in this movie?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. But it's kind of a classic. It's like a cult classic, you know. And yeah. I. I'm totally cool making a new movie like that. You know, if you're going to reboot a movie, it should be something like that. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think we talked about Nev Campbell expressed interest in returning to Scream, which I think I said the, the dollar signs must have been right. Or, so is that a done deal, or is she just expressed interest? Expressed interest, which kind of means like the dollar signs are maybe almost right. Okay. Well, but I think I also she's read... showing up at Texas Fright Mayor. I don't know how right they need to be. <laughs> yeah, I think I read somewhere she also doesn't want because she the, the franchise is so close to her that mm -hmm. she just doesn't want to see it go go out the way it's going out. So I don't know. Maybe they will bring her back and just kind of make one final movie. 
just kind of yeah, ended it. Yeah, why not? Do we gonna come back somehow? Yeah, I mean, come back as the killer, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I think you figured out the plottery. He just got tired of getting stabbed, faked his death. <laughs> it was him all along. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. It's all a bunch of Maggie Gyllenhaal's directing a Bride to Frankenstein movie. Oh, that's weird. Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, I think um, Christian Bale's playing the monster. <laughs> of course he is. Did he get like leg implants? <laughs> <laughs> Method acting that son of a bitch out. Uh, let's see, Todd McFarlane is adamant that his Spawn movie is getting made. Yeah, you've been saying that for three years now. Yeah, that'd be a good one to reboot for sure. Yeah, when they said uh, A20 or Blumhouse was funding it, Jamie Foxx was uh, going to be Spawn. Oh, perfect. But that was three years ago, and it's just yeah. been Todd McFarlane saying, uh, I promise my movie's getting made. Yeah, well, we'll see. The only thing I worry about that movie, I guess he's directing it. Yeah. Does he have any experience directing at all? No. Okay, well, that's a problem. But yeah. if Jamie Foxx is the guy, I'm sure he knows a ton about it. Well, so the, that's the thing he, now. Got... He, he had that health scare recently. So yeah, is that's... he even going to be up to it? Because I don't think he's even been out in public that much mm, that's a good point and I think Jer Jeremy Renner was supposed to be in it and then you know he had his whole accident what happened oh yeah that's he right. got ran over by the snow tractor yeah cause he was like trying to help somebody yeah just completely like destroyed his leg well that's a problem yeah so I guess we'll end news on Jeremy Renner's destroyed leg <laughs> well Jamie Foxx's spawn would be awesome I think we should roll with that as soon as possible alright trailer park trailer park let's see what trailers were we going to talk about uh, first one uh out of Darkness, uh, Stone Age horror survival thriller. It's a new category. Yeah, kind of gave me the feels of the ritual, but if you set it like in Stone Age time. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll it doesn't have to do it. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. It looked like it possibly might be violent. Yeah. Well, Stone Age, I would think so. Look, look really good as far as like direction and yeah. the way the film looked. Didn't recognize anybody in it. Yeah, I didn't either. Although the trailer was super dark. Yeah. But uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I I like the idea of it. It sounds original-ish. Yeah. So can't think of any horror movies off the top of my head is set in the Stone Age. 
Yeah. I mean, but it's a, it's a scary time for man. They, yeah. you know, they had a whole lot more to worry about than we do. Yeah. Let me see. Out of Darkness comes out February 9th. Huh. I hadn't heard a whole lot of push behind it, and that's kind of right around the corner. Yeah, the, the trailer that I sent you just said, it didn't even say a date. It says coming out this winter. I'm like, well, that's now, so. Yeah. <laughs> and... Well, damn, I think this might could have done really well if they'd have pushed it. Yeah, we'll the, see. the trailer's telling you to this this movie needs to be experienced on the big screen, but I'm not seeing any advertisements for it or anything. Yeah. All right, final trailer, new movie coming to Netflix, uh, sci-fi adventure drama starring Adam Sandler called Spaceman. Not your normal Adam Sandler movie. Nope. When I heard he has a new movie called Spaceman on Netflix, I automatically said, it's going to be like Hustle, or is this going to be like every other thing he put out on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and by, the judge, by judging, looking at the trailer, it looks like we're going by the way of Hustle. But... Yeah, more serious. it does look a little more serious. Yeah. And I like that. I, I'm a big... I, I know people shit on Adam Sandler all the time. I like him. He kills it he when, he, when he... When he put... When he... Given the right role... Uh, what was it uh, that came out recently? Uh, Uncut Gems? Uncut Gems, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. He's, he's killed it in a bunch of serious stuff. Trying to pull up his. There was uncut gems that I really liked. Uh... He did Spanglish. That was like Spanglish was a very good. Bill Murray type of movie. Damn, he's done a lot of movies. Yeah, I mean, I fun, Funny People was... was comedy, but it was more comedy drama. That's true. Rain on me was, uh, it, was a good role for him. And even a lot of his dumb shit is is pretty funny. That one where he like, I think it's called "Just Go with It," where he go like goes on vacation with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, and is trying to is trying to hook up with uh, Brooklyn Decker. Yeah, the <laughs> Carl's Jr. model. Yeah, that movie was fantastic. They got. God, what's that? Dave Matthews to try to shove a pineapple up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. who uh, Paul Dano's in uh, Space Man. Okay. It says voice, so he must be the... Because in the trailer, he encounters a spider that seems to be talking to him and able to read his thoughts. So I guess that's Paul Dano. Yeah. That's voicing the spider. Some weird spider alien thing. Yeah. And it looks like it's probably got some comedy in there. Yeah. But uh, it does look like it takes a little bit more of a serious take. And I like that. Let's... I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm excited about this one. 
This one is uh, not too far away, uh, March 1st. And this is, of course, going to be on Netflix. Okay. And that's it. All right. On to listener feedback. What do we got this week? Uh, we're going to shine the podcast spotlight on nobodies. Uh, welcome to the nobodies. Uh, the horror content podcast where we clean up the ugly things so you don't have to. Our bi-weekly show features two hosts and rotating guest content experts tackling the nitty-gritty complex of horror topics in an attempt to make the genre more approachable for frequent flyers and newbies alike. Uh, we value diverse voices and, and perspectives in horror. Uh, there may be discourse on this show that will challenge the way that you look at the genre. It's like you're ready to get ugly. Nobodies. Nice. Um, and Horror Nerds at Church said thanks for the share. No Shout you guys out too. Uh, regarding DGG leaving the Exorcist sequel, uh, Mind says more like boo. Is that... Or because he's leaving, or I guess, or is he booing the movie? I don't know. <laughs> Let us know, Bead. Maybe he really liked it. Uh, Brian added a poll: uh, What is better, streaming service, Shutter or Screenbox? And Shutter's running away with it because they're both about the same price, right? Yeah, same price. Uh... Shutter's got the more more exclusives, but I just kind of figured because Screenbox is more is newer. But yeah, they they they're starting to get a lot of good movies on there. Yeah, they hold up their end of the deal. Uh, regarding Night Swim, the MacNez podcast says went to see this last night. It was okay. Didn't care for the ending. I don't know about that okay part. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't care for the movie. And uh, be sure to comment on Brian's other new poll uh, with David Gordon Green leaving The Exorcist Deceiver. Uh, and it was your job to hire a new director. Who would it be? Or should they just end the franchise? And end it is winning. But we need everyone's idea for a new director. Because you know how much they count on us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be fun. You know, I mean, of course, ending it is probably what they should do, but just if you was given that job to hire a director, who would who would best fit in there? Hmm. I still don't have a good answer for that. Scorsese. <laughs> that would be different. Uh, but that's it for listener feedback this week. Um, our show intro and all of our new logos come from Steve Carlton from the Geeks with the Z. Uh, be on some, be on the lookout for some more great stuff from him. And of course, our original skull artwork comes from Natsulani. Check her out on Instagram. Uh, and if you'd like to help us out, please consider becoming a Patreon patron. We'll let you pick the movies for a future show at any amount. And for five dollars or more a month, also pick a commentary for a future bonus show. 
but this week, we'll move on to our featured attractions. We're going to go back to 1991 uh, with the Jeff Fahey movie Body Parts, and sometimes they come back, based on a story by Stephen King. Uh, we'll start with Body Parts. I'd appreciate it if you'd uh, if you'd send a, a copy to all the members and indicate that. Uh... Bill, there's nothing to worry about. Everything's going to be just fine. You lost your arm in a car accident yesterday. We've transplanted another arm for you. How does it feel to have someone else's arm? Dad, it's sort of gross. Well, that's not how it looks. It's how it works, right? I think there's something the matter. Uh, after losing his arm in a car accident, a criminal psychologist has it replaced with a limb that belonged to a serial killer. Uh, director is Eric Red, also known for Night of the Wild and Bad Moon. Uh, writers are Pierre Bolu, uh, Patricia Hersevic, and Thomas Nakarjic. Um, advertisements for the movie were canceled in Wisconsin due to the Dahmer killings. Oh. Yeah, that probably didn't help the movie. Or maybe it could have helped. I don't know. That's a... That's a stretch. <laughs> uh, the stunt double for Jeff Fahey almost died during the car crash scene when the force of the rear end collision caused him to be ejected 50 feet into the air without a harness. You know what? I thought that looked like a real guy that got flipped <laughs> off the top of the car. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, fortunately, he wasn't injured and the shot made the final cut. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about uh, body parts? Imagine going through all that and the cut doesn't make make it in the movie. Oh, no kidding. That's a good point. Uh, you better put it in. <laughs> um, I have not seen this movie since it probably was closer to when the movie was released originally when I first seen it. So I kind of went in kind of remembering some things, but not really remembering majority of the movie. Um... This is definitely peak 90s. This, this oh, yeah. definitely gave off a lot of 90s feels. Uh, Jeff, I thought Jeff Fahey was really good in it. Um, totally forgot Brad Duroff was in the movie. Oh, me too. And he, you hear that voice and you're like, oh, Chucky. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great in everything he's in. Yeah. He was kind of stealing the performance. You know, his whole little monologue about why his art's so real because of his new arm and... I thought that was really good. I just, uh, well, people don't know, the movie basically is Jeff Fahey's character gets into an accident, loses his arm, which the the sight of him having no arm was pretty gruesome, which I don't think they would just wheel him around the hospital like that with his arm all exposed. <laughs> Probably but not. <laughs> he gets offered to have some experimental transplant, gets a new arm, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to him until he starts seeing all these images and flashes what I, I thought it brought up a good kind of concept that I think he said it in the movie what if, what if evil lives in the flesh 
Yeah. So I, I thought that was a good I, good concept for the movie. It just kind of didn't really execute for me because apparently they get the body parts from a convicted multi-mass murderer that apparently is a super athlete. No kidding. And an artist. Because mm -hmm. one arm can throw footballs like nobody's business. And the other arm can paint amazing quarter of a million dollar pictures and then the legs go to uh, another guy who can all of a sudden slam dunk the basketball. Yeah. And I'm like... As like a little white dude. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> this this killer is the, the most gifted athlete ever. And apparently it makes Jeff Fahey better in bed too. <laughs> so well, while he's while he's sleeping, his hand kind of tries to do its own thing there for a minute. Yeah, which I kind of wanted more of that. Not not to the comedic levels of like Bruce Campbell and Evil Dead, where his hands just gone like completely wacky, but just kind of it it has moments there when, like you said, when when he's sleeping, it kind of he the hand the arm grabs his wife by the throat and chokes her, and then you got the scene where. Mm. He smacks his kid, and you know he didn't really have control of his arm, or the the guy that got the legs, the 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 one of the feet just kind of mashed down on the gas in the traffic. I kind of mm -hmm. wanted more of that stuff, but we didn't get a lot of that. And there's a lot of downtime in the middle of Jeff Fahey running around trying to get information which it kind of seemed like there wasn't a whole lot of information to get so I didn't I don't know why you're doing all this investigation yeah doing detective work stuff yeah yeah and then the ending was kind of a little anticlimactic which I felt like the whole fight scene with the with the killer who got new body parts but was just as strong yeah, that was a weird, a whole weird concept. And maybe you can explain that. I don't understand. The doctor was having the killer take the body parts back for what reason? I don't know. And then, like, so they cut the killer's head off. Yeah. Did they put it on somebody else's body? Yeah, because he had the, the stitching underneath the, the neck brace. But whose body was it? Yeah, and if, according to this movie, wouldn't he be controlled by... Yeah, also a good point. <laughs> it just seems weird, like, if you if you had a body to donate the head to, where'd the rest of the limbs go, and couldn't you just, like, you know, use those? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the uh, serial murderer? <laughs> Yeah, but apparently from his information, he found a murderer of, of children also. Like, this this makes a great donor. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe that guy is uh, filled with something that's not good. Uh, but I, I, I actually kind of liked it, though. It was, uh, it, it's, it's that, it's that horror thriller Thing, yeah, you know, where he's where he's doing this investigation to find out what happened, and I always I always I always appreciate that part in movies. It it makes it more interesting to me usually. Uh, kind of like when The Ring did it, you know, and it was yeah. really creepy, and she's trying to figure out why it's really creepy. 
and I like that. Uh, so they, they sort of did that a little bit here, but obviously it was a 1991 movie, and it's not exactly up to snuff, but uh, but it was worth the watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I just I just had questions like the killer when you find out it's the 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 original donor who's coming to get back all the body parts. Like he just seems like still super powered because there's that scene where he throws Brad Duroff through the window and he's hanging on to the ledge and then he just tears his arm off. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> So yeah, I just I just had a few questions. It's not a bad movie. It's it was a good like blast to the past of of ninety one, and like you said, the the time of the the horror thrillers of of this kind were coming out. The psychological thrillers yeah. and mixed in it's with no a little seven. body quarter. No, it's not seven. <laughs> but I thought the like acting a modern take on Frankenstein. Yeah, I agree, and I thought the acting was really good. And like I said, Brad Duroff, whenever he's not in the movie a lot, but when he's on screen, he, he kind of steals the the scenes that he's in. He does. He's a little over the top, but man, and I like him. He, he I'm surprised he didn't get more stuff when he was in his prime. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that people just kind of... I mean, well, it's kind of hard when you're play as such an iconic character like Chucky that that's all you get associated with but he's, he's got yeah. a lot of good roles yeah well like even that other Stephen King movie that we watched with him in it where they were the rat thing oh, uh, rat bat thing was underneath uh, the graveyard plant. shift yeah like he was fantastic in that movie I mean he was about the only good thing in that movie but <laughs> I mean Brad Dourif was in Lord of the Rings Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> He's in the original Dune. He's in a lot, of, a lot of movies, but yeah, like I said, when you totally have, gets forgotten, when you have such an iconic character like Chucky, it's just kind of like what people only. Just like there's a really good documentary about Robert England, and you see a lot of the movies he was in, and it, it makes you want to go back and watch them, but people only associate him with. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. The child molester. Yeah, that was the, the remake version. Yeah. They doubled down on it in the remake. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did. We never said he was in the original version, but the remake, we're telling you he is. Yeah, they alluded to it. <laughs> Alright, scores? Uh, uh yeah. Uh, what do you got? Um, I think it's a solid seven. It's a good thriller, good acting, good premise. Uh, didn't stick the landing with the end, with the, with the ending. To, to me, I, I thought there would be a little bit more of a fight between him and the 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 killer. But it it was kind of satisfying to see his head explode when he shot him. That's true. Didn't make a whole lot of sense, but I like it. <laughs> and that guy had a lot of explaining to do since everybody, including the doctor, was killed. <laughs> no kidding. But it, it, I think it's a solid seven. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I think seven's a pretty fair score for this one. I 
I'm glad that I watched it. I think this was a first time watch for me. I don't think I've ever seen this movie before. And uh, it caught my attention and sucked me in. And uh, that's really all you can ask for from a 1991 movie. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll move on to the next one. I guess Lance is not coming back. (laughs) Lance said finish without him. But sometimes they come back from 1991 from Stephen King the modern master of terror creator of Pet Cemetery and Misery comes an all new excursion to the place where horror comes alive this used to be a nice little town but for Jim Norman it holds a terrifying secret Now, 27 years later, he's come back with his family. But they won't be alone. Driving in person, Mr. Norman. All he wants is a chance for a new beginning. I don't want to dream! The things that haunt him are about to begin all over again. Uh, A man and his family returned to his hometown where he is then harassed by teenagers who died when he was a kid. Uh, Director is Tom McLaughlin, also known for Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. That's a good one. Uh, Writer is Lawrence Connor and Mark Rosenthal. Hey, there you go. Uh, Jim Norman says, 27 years ago they killed Wayne. Pennywise also comes back, Harry Twenty says in it's twenty-seven years in the novel It by Stephen King. Is um, the production I don't know. Hmm. Maybe he just likes that twenty-seven number. Um the production of this film was shut down at one point due to an intense electrical storm. Okay. Probably good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sometimes they come back. What do you think? First time watch. Yeah. This always, I, it was always there for me to watch, but I just never had the interest to watch it. So uh, this was any better time than now. We're doing Year in Horror in 1991. I was like, okay, let's let's watch it. And you know, Lance is the Stephen King guy, so I thought he might have read the story and could compare the two. But he's not here, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought the same thing. Uh, not bad, but you can definitely tell because this was a made-for-TV movie, and you definitely can tell. Not not just from the oh. where it can where it cuts the commercial and comes back. But he's got a lot of made-for-TV movies. Yeah, and there was a the the production quality was definitely made for TV. Uh. The makeup effects on the, the teenagers, the, the, the bully teens, uh, when when they would appear in their ghoulish forms, was, was actually pretty good. I thought it was pretty yeah, decent. Yeah, it wasn't bad. But to call them teenagers, this was the time when you were <laughs> casting like 35-year-olds as teens. Because the whole greaser hood group, they all looked 30 and older. That is very true. Especially... Um, the other guy that was the asshole kid, uh, Chip, 
the football player mm-hmm. with the five o'clock shadow. That that guy was definitely thirty five years old. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, it was a good story. It just kind of got a little jumbled around for me. I I don't understand how the conclusion happened. I'm a little confused on why he figured out or how he figured out to take them back to the tunnel where the incident originally happened and why that worked and what was the point of his his brother little brother coming back to help him wayne because people haven't seen it his little him and his little brother get attacked by some hoods doing air quotes in a train tunnel and the brother gets killed and the, a train comes and actually ends up killing the hoods also. And according to trivia, 27 years later, the hoods come back and there's a part of the movie where the brother comes back to help him, but the brother doesn't seem to know that he's dead or what year it is. And I don't understand if he even helped at all. Yeah, it didn't give a whole lot of explanation to anything on, like, why it was happening. I guess he had the shinning. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I like parts of the movie where it was going, how every time uh, one of the kids in his class were found missing, uh, one of the hoods came back to take its place. I kind of like that whole aspect. Yeah, that was kind of cool. But there it, was... it just—it would have been nice if they'd have like tied it up a little bit at the end. A yeah. Little neat. Yeah, uh, I just got a little confused in the story. I don't know if it was just kind of like adapting it from the the book to the to to film. Maybe the story got kind of just messed up a little bit. Wish Lance was here because I'm sure he read it. I guess Stephen King just does not like those greasers. No, he doesn't. <laughs> In every freaking movie he does, man. They're the bad guys. But I thought they were pretty good as the greasers. Uh, I did recognize uh, a couple of them. The main guy was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh, okay. And a few other horror movies, so I recognized him. I recognized the blonde one, who... Seemed to look like he was getting older as the movie was going. Yeah, the movie sort of it, it. They look familiar for sure. But I, yeah, this one this one didn't grab my attention kind of the way the the other one did. Um, I didn't I didn't know that it was made for TV, but uh, that makes sense. And kind of doesn't surprise me. That sort of that's where a lot of those Stephen King movies were back then, though. Yeah. You know? Oh, it was a short story. Maybe the writers got a hold of it for the movie and tried to expand upon the the premise. Yeah, and that's probably why it's so unexplained on this and that. Yeah. Yeah, it would have just been nice to tie it up nice and neat at the end, like when they did uh, The Outsider with uh, Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was another Stephen King thing. Like, they kind of tied it up nice and neat at the end, and they explained everything, and it was amazing. Um, 
And you know that was a, that was a show. I mean, it was an HBO thing, I think. Yeah. But uh, but this one this one doesn't do that. From you know, TV movies from 1991 are not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I think I think his his work is just done better now. Oh yeah. Well, it's because he's got really great concepts. It's just. Finding somebody to put the quality behind it, you know. Yeah, I mean, what's his name has done a great job with his his stuff. Uh, Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so I'm excited about him. What is which what what is what is Mike Flanagan doing now? The Stand. Allegedly, he's doing the Stand, but he's doing an, another horror movie before then with uh, Loki, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Okay. And then but, maybe like some tower stuff. We'll yeah, see. that's 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 the the rumor that cuz uh Amazon has the rights to the Dark Tower series and they had casted and was about to start production and then just kind of shelved it. So a lot of people thinking Mike Flanagan's with Amazon now. He's done a lot of gr- good stuff with Stephen King, so why not put him on the project yeah well I'll watch anything and he does right now yeah he has gained my loyalty alright you got a score for this one yeah it's it's a 5 it's it's watchable it's not the most worst thing uh, you definitely can tell the production value is for TV the makeup effects were good it's just a now finding out that it, it was a short story that they turned into a... It's kind of like Night Swim. Night Swim was a short film that they turned into yes. an hour and a half movie. Some ideas in short films and short stories are great to be turned into movies, but not everything works. Well, like Oculus was a short story, right? Yeah. Or a short film that got like made into a feature length, and that one was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it's but, just yeah. wrong writers behind it. Yeah. And Haunted Mirror maybe makes more sense than Haunted Pool. <laughs> oh, the, the movie. But Haunted the, Random Greasers from the 50s, I kind of don't give a shit about yeah, it. <laughs> the, the Mike Flanagan, the movie he's doing next with Tom Hiddleston is, is a Stephen King, based on the Stephen King book. It's called uh, The Life of oh. Chuck. Okay. So his next movie is a Stephen King. Maybe it's a and it's got Karen Gillan, who was in Oculus. There you go. Um, but yeah, I think I'll agree with you. I I, I think this one gets a about a five. Yeah. I am, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Body Parts a lot more. I am curious because uh, I watched this on Tubi and there the the sequels are on there. Uh, sometimes they come back again and sometimes they come back for more. Yeah, they kept trying to show me it. It, it sometimes they come back again. So maybe that's the better movie in the series. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Maybe it's maybe weird I'll that talk they even about... made a sequel. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll give them a watch this week and talk about it next week. <laughs> All right, man. You're good at watching those shit movies. Yeah, what can I say? <laughs> it's a it's a talent and a burden. Yeah. 
Alright. I guess that's it for this one, huh? Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Uh, episode 400 didn't turn out the way we probably would like it to. We had some technical difficulties. A little shorter episode, but uh, yeah. It is what it is. It's the life of a podcaster. There's always some kind of technical difficulty. That's true. And we're from all corners of America, so there's weather everywhere. <laughs> but with that being said, I do want to appreciate everybody for listening and just being with us all these years. Yeah, no kidding. 400. I can't believe you're still here. Thank you, yeah. guys. <laughs> Uh, but yeah as always we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns uh, we'd love to hear your feedback and ideas you can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com uh, or find us at www.thehorrorreturns.com um, follow all of our social media links from there as well as hear the latest episode of the show uh, next week we're joined again by our good friend Steve Carlton from the Geeks uh, to talk about Children of the Corn 5 and 666. Why are we doing this? All right. Uh, so like, it's a like, horror. Like I said, you blame Steve. He put the idea out there. <laughs> God damn it. The worst horror franchise. Uh, <laughs> so until the horror returns again, Brian. Good night.